The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Brian Lloyd, movies editor with entertainment.ie is with us. And just so fair, I was getting confused <laughs> by saying, we're doing a movie called Black Panther. Did we not do that a few weeks ago? But you were pointing out it was... Black Adam with Dwayne rubbish. Johnson, which was rubbish. And that comes from what franchise? The DC Cinematic Universe. Whereas Black Panther comes from? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this one is? Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This is the sequel to Black Panther that was out a couple of years ago. What's, uh, I suppose the defining thing about this film is Chadwick Boseman, if you recall, passed away a couple of years back um, from colon cancer. And he had really burst onto the scene with Black Panther. I mean, he had done a kind of, a few sort of dramas. He was kind of known, a bit of a known quantity, but hadn't really really kind of, I suppose, leaps to the next level. Black Panther, though, really put him on the map. And when he passed away, I mean, a lot of people were expecting Black Panther to be either just completely recast as in bring in a new kind of uh, character or a new actor to play him. Um, but Black Panther Wakanda Forever opens with th- his character, King T'Challa, dying. Um, Letitia Wright... Uh, who plays his on-screen sister, is like struggling to find this cure and they're like racing against the clock and then he dies and then, you know, the credits come up and it's all very sombre. There's this traditional African funeral. And, you know, like the film is 161 minutes long, which is pretty damn long for a blockbuster. And as well as is the fact that the central character has died. So from in the opening scene and the rest of the film and then it does kind of have a bit of a sort of a shuddering pace because, you know, there'll be action sequences, you know, new characters are introduced like Namor, the Submariner, played by Tena Quarta, and he's this sort of uh, mutant that uh, is in charge of this underwater kingdom that's been targeted by the people of the world because they want vibranium, the same way that Wakanda has this this super substance called vibranium. But then on top of that, then all the characters, you know, Letitia Wright, Angela Bassett, Lupita Nyong'o, Don Iger, they're all dealing with the fact that Chadwick Boseman's character is dead and he's dead in real life as well and they're all like sitting around talking about it and talking about their grief and they're all dealing with their grief in different ways and you know like trying to process grief is a common enough uh, I suppose uh, raison d'etre for a film you know there are plenty of films that deal with grief but trying to put that into a Marvel blockbuster isn't necessarily the right way to do it because it takes time, it takes character development, it needs drama, it needs moments to kind of sit. And this film tries to do that, but then is fighting against itself while doing that. But yet, I've seen good reviews, particularly the performances of Letitia Wright and Mm. Angela Bassett. Yeah, no, they're all brilliant. I mean, this is the thing. Like, the cast they have is fantastic. Letitia Wright, brilliant. She's going to be in Frank Berry's new film as well, Aisha, that's out next, uh, the week after next, I believe. Angela Bassett, terrific as well. Donna Guerrero, Tena Cuarta, brilliant. No, great cast. But it's the kind of thing of they have been basically dealt a, a, um, a really, really bad hand by trying to rewrite the entire film on the fly, bring in this, you know, new character, Namor, then try to, I suppose, give Chadwick Boseman the the eulogy that he deserves, all while making an entertaining blockbuster. And it doesn't work all the time, but it well, does work some of the time. Let's hear a little bit. Shuri played by Letitia Wright and Okaye, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, Okaye, yeah. Played by Danai Gurare, is they try to recruit Ironheart, Araman's successor, to come to Wakanda. Get out of my door. Get out. Hey, I'm warning you, do not take another step toward me. See how they teach the children to treat their guests. Mm. Here. Oh. You brought a spear in here. You brought a spear in here. I like her. Hey, hey, 
hey, hey, put it down, put it. You hurt yourself. Come on. It's all right, princess. Small, small girl. I am going to give you two options. You can come to Wakanda, conscious or unconscious. You need to be conscious of the way that you look. Walking around here with that ash on your head. <laughs> oh, it's funny. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I told you. You look good. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, that's it. Like, there's, like, comedic moments like that. And then there's a long scene where Danai Guerrero and Letitia Wright, like, are crying and holding each other over the fact that Black Panther is dead. So it's a very kind of confused film and it doesn't necessarily have the good pace. And long, as you said. Okay. Like 161 minutes, yeah. I think you're keener on living. Yes. So let's hear the trailer, a snippet from the trailer for living. From when I was a child. What I wanted was to be a gentleman. Life just crept up on me. One day preceding the next. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Mr. Williams. Not happy, not unhappy. A small wonder I didn't notice. Mr. Williams, Dr. Orsina. The results have come back. Never easy. This quiet. What's this? So this is an adaptation of a 1950s film called Ikuru that was directed by Akira Kurosawa. And Kurosawa, as you know, if you don't know, he did like The Seven Samurai. He did Ran, Kagamusha, known for making these big samurai epics. And this film, Ikuru, was a bit of a kind of a, I guess, a departure for him. But it's it's the exact same structure as this. Um, Bill Nye, he plays a bureaucrat for the city of London, lives a very ordered, very restrained life in 1950s London. He's given a prognosis that eventually says he has a few months to live and decides that he's now going to go out there and live his life as he essentially always intended. But the fact is, is that he actually doesn't know how to live because he's been so restrained. He heads off to Blackpool. He meets up with Tom Burke, who people will know from that Strike series, the thing. Yeah, he plays this kind of languid kind of author that, you know, drinks all day, parties all night, hangs out with him for a while, then realises that that's actually not for him, returns to London, strikes up a friendship with Amy Lou Wood's character who worked in his office. And initially people, they're thinking like, oh, come on, like, you know, she's like twice your age or she's, you know, half Half your age, age, half your age and all this. Like, what are you doing? And it's not a romantic thing at all. It's more just that he sees in her this great life that she has, that she's like, and it's so simple, but she's so happy with things. And he realizes that he's missed out on it and then decides that he's going to live a life of meaning and then takes up the cause of this uh, playground. Um, that is is to be built and has you know been kind of being given the runaround by London City Council. Bill Nighy, I think, gives the best performance of his career, and I would say this is one of the best male performances I've seen this year. It is absolutely incredible. And Bill Nighy, like he's known for an actor, like he's known for giving these very kind of. I guess kind of outsized performances. He has a lot of kind of voice ticks and visual ticks. Like you think back to something like, you know, Love Actually or Pirates of the Caribbean or even like any of those like exotic marigold, whatever you call it kind of thing films. He's very kind of like, oh, I'm the gentleman, blah, 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 blah. But in this, he just plays it so slowly and plays it so quietly that you really have to kind of lean in and watch him do it. But when he has these small little moments of revelation, it just absolutely floors you. And the way that this is paced out as well is so kind of beautiful because it's really, 
it gives a chance for him to kind of explain himself and see where he's going. And in comparison to Wakanda Forever, which is again dealing with the same thing, the idea of grief and processing that, this is how you do it. You let characters talk, you let them kind of sit. You are brought into that experience and you get to see it. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. It I well, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I was bawling my eyes out at the end of it. Okay. Really, it's a great, great film. It's not going to be in cinemas that long. Definitely go to see it if you can. It's called Living. Brian Lloyd, movies editor of entertainment.ie. Thank you. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.